Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So, oh, it's a great ball! And it comes all the way through! And Hummingson, for the second home game, running in the Premier League, has scored! Spurs find a way through before halftime. Well, the quality of the delivery, the pace on it and the direction had Bachmann uncertain if someone was going to get a touch. Hello and welcome to The Last Word on Spurs. We hope you're keeping very safe and well out there. Thank you for joining us as Tottenham Hotspur go to the top of the Premier League ahead of this international break, believe it or not. Tottenham Hotspur, top of the Premier League. Delighted to have three esteemed guests joining me to look back at Tottenham Hotspur's win against Watford. Delighted to firstly have up the wonderful Rob White joins us, of course, the son of the legend John White and, of course, a member also of the Tottenham Hotspur Trust. Rob, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Yeah, great. Nice to be on. Thank you. Oh, pleasure to have you. And I also got the wonderful James Dickens back on the last one on Spurs. James, how are you? Yeah, I'm really good. Thank you. Uh, back from the game and uh, and thoroughly enjoyed it. So, yeah, good to be back. Fantastic. It's actually a nice feeling coming back from Tottenham, actually enjoying it, which hasn't been said too often over the course of the last 18, 24 months. And also delighted to have back on the show, returning guest as well, the wonderful Leon Emerali joins us. Leon, how are you? I'm good, Ricky. I've just been uh, just been staring at the league table for the past uh, couple of hours since, since the game ended. So uh, all all good. Did you manage to find the bottom of it, Leon, as well? I, I I was looking at that just as much as I was looking at the top, Ricky. I bet you was. I bet you was. It's a strain down there for the neck. I tell you, for some of those trying to find the bottom of the league table, you will find it eventually if you just keep on heading down. But um, we're here to discuss Spurs winning again by one goal to nil, three straight victories in the Premier League under Nuno Espirito Santo as we climb to the top of the early Premier League table. Rob, let's start with you. Spurs top of the Premier League, yet to concede a goal. Not a bad start for Nuno Espirito Santo. What have you made of it? Uh, I, I'm sort of, I, I was willing to be underwhelmed by the whole thing and I'm still, uh, I'm slightly underwhelmed, but, um, I, you know, how can we complain at three games, three goals, three clean sheets, nine points? Um, yeah, I, I think we'll, we'll probably talk quite a bit about it in this programme, but there's still obviously major issues on the style of football at the moment. Um, so, yeah, I think it's all good from my perspective, you know, uh, from what I can judge at the moment. I don't want to be too soon. I, I, 
I'm one who gives people probably too much time. So, um, yeah, we'll see. It's going to be a very, very interesting season ahead. I must just say also, guys out there, of course, if you want to listen to the show, you can find us on Audio Boom and you can find us on iTunes across a range of different major audio platforms. We're, of course, on Twitter at Last One on Spurs, Facebook and Instagram too, and, of course, live on YouTube as well. James, let's come round to you. That's four league wins for Tottenham. Uh, well, it's actually, I say four league wins. I should say there was four league wins under Spurs with Jose Mourinho 1-0. That's three wins already for Tottenham under Nuno Espirito Santo. Very, very early days. James, I know you're a man that loves Spurs to play with style, swagger, swashbuckling football. So what have you made of it so far? Um, well, I mean, uh, firstly, I think it's quite interesting that outside of yourself, if you look at the, the hairlines of the guests on this podcast, <laughs> you can tell we're definitely Spurs fans. Uh, it's a stressful <laughs> business. Um, I've gone for the Nuno tribute beard today. But um, yeah, I think... Um, That's going to be trendy by the end of the season, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, James. I hope so. I hope so. Um, yeah, I mean the the style is hasn't been great. Um, I think after the City game, everyone everyone understood that. Um, but yeah, the Wolves game was was wasn't great, and we, we that was a bit bit of a robbery. Um, today was better. There's still big problems with with the midfield, which we I'm sure we'll get into in more depth. But um, Nuno mentioned after the game that he wasn't happy with the style either. So I think that's something that's gonna that's gonna come with. With changing formation, or certainly changing the types of personnel that we use, and obviously being top of the league, we'll, we'll get rid of some pressure and we can start playing a, with a bit more freedom. I think. Yeah, I mean, we, we are going to come on to that from a psychological perspective. Sure, in terms of obviously Spurs reaching the top very, very early on. Uh, Leon, to be fair, listen, let's be honest, it wasn't a classic, but yet I felt another organised, efficient display from Spurs. I mean, they're looking like a coherent unit again, which I can't believe I'm sitting here believing and even saying, to be honest with you, on the back of what's been a really tough last 18 months. I mean, it, it wouldn't hurt to say that we need a better midfield. I think we all know that going into the final days of this summer transfer window, but we are still only three games in to the Premier League season. Therefore, has it surprised you already just how quickly some of the players have adapted to Nuno? We know there's a, a brand of football that we all want to see Spurs play. We're hoping that's going to come. But what have you personally made of the way Spurs have started the season under him? I think we've looked really professional. I think we've looked composed and controlled, um, which the results would, would suggest. I think the clear areas where we've improved a lot is uh, is, is is the defence, is the centre of defence with, with Sanchez and Dyer playing like two different players, really. I mean, you know, they, they did look strong and have looked strong. Um, and yeah, I, I think uh, I see a comment there saying about, about Delhi, who also, I think, adapted has adapted his game. He's a different type of midfielder now. He's not playing that that sort of shadow striker type of role, playing off the strikers. He's, he's playing as a as a shuttling midfielder in a way. And I think it suits him. He did give the ball away a couple of times and, and that he's, he's always got that in his game. Um, but I think I think we're looking good. You know, it, it's... Um, we were so bad at the end of last season that that we have to get points on the board. Uh, and I do hope that we, we we adapt the way we play to be slightly more aesthetically pleasing and more like the traditional Spurs that we that we know and love. But uh, no, I'm happy. I, I think it's looking good. Rob, I'll come back round to you because, I mean... At the moment, we are seeing it out, and it's it's been another good performance. I'm certainly saying it's not dazzling, but it's effective, isn't it? You know, it's it's no one of colour. There's no costly errors at the moment, which is weird to say as a Spurs fan. Um, again, another clean sheet. Skip and Hoybier have been like a wall so far in front of that back four this season. It does seem that already, you know, Sanchez and Dyer seemed a lot more calm in their roles. Um, again, I would imagine it does feel Nuno's given them, those guys a sense of real confidence. And 
what have you made? I want to ask you, Rob, for you from, from a Nuno factor, because we've gone, as we know before, this 72 days without a manager. He knew he wasn't the first choice. And we spoke to so many candidates. Arguably, he was one of them in amongst the process that Spurs considered, then went back to. How do you feel he's adapted to the role? And you also take into account that the poster boy wanted away from the football club. Yeah. And now we've got him back. And also the most expensive club record player wants away. He's having to deal with all of this behind the scenes. How do you think he's coped with it all? I think he's coped with it very well. And I think he's simplified um, a lot of their roles probably at the moment. And I think it really helps that he's got, um, well, he's had a settled side for one thing. And I think that was one aspect of Mourinho that he would chop and change, the, especially the back line. Um, so nobody, quite often people didn't seem to know what they were doing. Um, so yeah, I think he's just simplified it. And I was just sitting there today thinking, I, I assume he's planned for Kane to go. That's That was really what he's thought. And, and, and now he's got almost the opposite, where he's now got to get Kane. Obviously, Kane starts, beyond doubt. Um, so you sort of wonder how then he manages Delhi, how he manages Lucas. I thought it was I. It was a weird thing today because if he'd picked Bergwijn, Bergwijn, sorry, um, people would have said you should have started Lucas or, or the other way around. So I think he's. I think he's just doing. It seems to be he's doing very simple things, and people know their roles at the moment. Um, so yeah, I think he's. I think he's done really, really well. Um, in you know, and we all know it's a tricky, tricky gig. Yeah. Oh, I mean, probably you'd probably say Rob, one of the most trickiest gigs there is as a gig. If Tottenham would be a gig, right? Yeah, definitely, absolutely. You know, there's stuff to deal with on the pitch, stuff to deal with off the pitch. Yeah. And I think the whole. You know, we all know that we can see that we're crying out for a an, an Dembele, somebody in midfield. Um, but actually, I think he's he's bypassing that quite well at the moment. But we'll see where it goes soon. Yeah, agree. Oh, actually, a statement on the screen there. Come around to you, James Scott. Here, they're five points better off than this time last season. Onus is now on the ball to help Nuno going into the rest of the season with the right transfers. Do you agree with that? Yeah, to a certain extent. I mean, I think this is less. This is, I mean, yeah, I mean, he does. We do need to get some players in. I mean, I know Sars come in um, last week, and he's a. I've seen little bits of him, and he's a he's a great looking prospect. But obviously, he's gone back on loan to Mets. So, we, there's obviously they they spent some money that I think they were they were banking on Kane going, and then we're going to use some of that. So I guess the targets have changed. But there are there there are some issues. I mean, even if you if you look at today, there was you're right. Skip and Hoiberg were a wall. Um, but progressing the ball forward was was kind of non-existent, really. Um, the, and what 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 was actually happening was that we were pushing both fullbacks on. I mean, Tanganga, I don't think he's played that high in his whole career. And the problem you have then is that he's just the whole point was that he was supposed to tuck inside, and we'd have a back three, and then Region was playing. If they're both going forward, which is fine, if you've got Hoiberg and Skip there, he's just not suited to that role, and. I think we've we've long discovered that Mac Doherty's not good enough. So you, I think actually we needed, God forbid saying it, but I think Aurier would have been a lot more effective in that role today. That's nothing against Tanganga. It's just his skill set isn't suited. He was getting into a lot of crossing positions and overhitting them, and he stopped his toe on one occasion. And you know it's it's understandable, but it's not it's not ideal. Um, and then yeah, it's it's that cent- I think the centre midfield is where we really need to look because. I'm a big Giovanni Lo Celso fan, but he's he's not that incisive. I think he will play on the periphery. He's probably a good person to swap in and out for Delhi. Um, 
who, how do you get something more in that midfield? You, you're going to have to bring someone like Ndombele in, I think, um, longer term, or or find a way of playing through that. I mean, there's, there's winks, but I, I think he's a good squad player, but hanging your hat on him over the season isn't going to work. Um, you need, like we were just pinging a ball from left to right and left to right and left to right and not actually breaking them down for long periods. And even the goal was, was well hit, but it's fortuitous that it, it went in the way it did. So I think there needs to be something someone who can play that final ball. And actually, just finally, the wingers are, a, are an issue because I think our two best wingers at the moment are Bergwijn and Son, but they're both best playing from the left. I thought Son was poor from the right today. Mm. And Lucas played really well when he came on and he's good at playing from the right, but I don't think he's the answer. Yep. And then when do you bring Brian in? Does he play wide? Does he play as an eight? Can he be that one? progressing it like he did against Pacos in the week. There's so many questions, but I think there are some answers in the squad, but a couple of players coming in would be helpful. But you, again, there's no point fixing the midfield if Ndombele is going to be there for it until, at least until January. So it's difficult. Yeah, and also you, you question, I mean, by the fact he hasn't included Ndombele so far, tells you obviously that at the moment he doesn't feel that he's committed to the squad. And again, I feel like he's only going to bring Ndombele in if he feels he's got the right mindset. I think that's the one thing we've seen with Nuno so far, that he will not, bringing players in that he doesn't feel are going to be committed and to fight for the shirt. And, you know, Ndombele, we're going to come on to Ndombele, because for me, I've, I've always backed him. He's probably been one of the most exciting footballers to watch on the eye. And it's just that shame that if only we had the attitude to go with the ability, my God, what a player we'd have. But, Leon, to come around to you, we've got many questions today in terms of the style of football. But I have to say that Spurs, the only team of 100% record after three games so far, you know, is also the first manager to win his first three league games since Arthur Rowe back in 1949. And that just tells you, I mean, I know Robbie chuckling away there, it just shows you that really, you know, it's, it's a feat that hasn't been achieved by many managers and Spurs have had many, many managers, as we know, since Arthur Rowe, bless him. Um, Leon, question here. I want to go to our listener questions that we've had. Um, this is from Darren at Darren Blake 84 who says, would you guys be happy playing like this and getting results, even narrow wins throughout the rest of this season? Thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's a question that we were asking ourselves last season, wasn't it, with, with Mourinho? You know, would we would we be willing to to see this this sort of style of football that perhaps isn't what we want to see, but but delivers the results? Um, yeah, look, as a Spurs fan, I, I don't want to be seeing us playing one nils all the way. I, I think I think we've got more in our locker. I think we can be more exciting, um, but but I want results. I, I do want results. You know, I've I've, I've not I've not. I haven't got the luxury to say I want I want I want wins and I want them played well. You know this isn't this isn't Real Madrid or Barcelona. We we need to be realistic and I, and I think that if we can set the foundation where we have um, where we have a good amount of points on the board and then as, as as the pressure starts easing on those players, perhaps they start to loosen up a bit. Perhaps a few more players uh, come in and and can make us a bit more exciting. Um, but uh, yeah, look. For me, I want I want top four and I want to win a cup this season. That's what I'm after, and I think we can, I think we can potentially do that under Nuno. I think he's I think he's got he's got it. But um, let's hope let's hope he's right. He did say this isn't the style of play. We're going to play better football, uh, and I trust him. Rob, I want to come back around you. Comment on the screen there from Louis Graham, who says, "Don't understand the problem that everyone has with the football." Nuno has admitted that it's not exactly how he wants the team to set up. And the guys only had three games in the Prem and won them all. Patience. And you know, I agree with that, Rob, because I think, like I said to you on the opening there, when you think about what he's had to deal with so far, you know, like I said, Harry Kane, uh, Tungy and Dombele not actually having so far, I think, any real signings to actually bring into the group. Of course, Romero won to see. But 
we can see we're crying out for another creative midfielder. You could argue that we definitely need another striker to come in as well because we can't rely on Harry Kane all season. And we know Hummin Son is not a natural centre forward. Do you think to some degree at the moment, Robbie, he's almost having one hand tied behind his back to some degree here with the squad that he's got to work with? Oh, sorry, Rob. I'm muted. I'm muted. I'm unmuted. Um, I, I, I agree. But I think that um, I think one of the things he's done really well, which we haven't talked about yet, is uh, Skip is Skip's been brought in, which takes a lot of pressure off Hoiberg in midfield. So he's not getting overrun. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I said, well, we were chatting at the start. Um, when Mourinho came in, I was prepared to sell my soul to the devil for a season of one nil victories. That never happened, and I'm three games in. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with nine points on the board, um, and I think, yeah, I think he's done. He's done a lot better than I thought he would. I was underwhelmed with Nuno at the start, but um, yeah, I think he's doing okay. Joe, just come around to you because I know James from your perspective. As I said earlier during the show, is a, is a case where we do want to see um, an attacking brand of football. And you know, there'll be some saying, you know, we've got Ben Oviedo who says can't complain, three wins out of three. But should we be concerned? We're not being as clinical to make the score lines more comfortable. I think that's one point actually Nuno picked up on on his post match press conference. That from a finishing perspective, um, we know we can't rely on one nil all season. Do you want to see us, like I say, James, become more clinical in that final third? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd be silly if I didn't. I think. Um, I uh, no. I think. I, I mean, I think the other argument is a bit. To be honest, is a bit spurious because, like, you can you can be quite happy with with where we are at the moment, but that doesn't mean that you can't comment on you know how that could be improved. And you know, I think to to some, it, it, and 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 I include myself in that. Uh, and from what Rob has said here, him as well, that I that. Spurs is about a certain way of playing. Otherwise, I could go and support anyone. And so, yeah. it, as long as... Like, and I was quite concerned, but what Nuno has said has certainly reassured me that he's he's looking to kind of put that right. So, as long as we are working towards this goal of playing this nice football, then that's great. And if we're, you know, if we're winning 1-0 along the way, then then fantastic. But, you know, the, the other part of this, which is probably... And I think I was, I was fairly clear on this last time... I'm much more inclined to take these one-nil victories under someone who is um, has got such a nice beard and 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 is so <laughs> likable. Um, and he's just he's just a really nice bloke he's to nice, have he is, running yeah. the club, and yeah. rather than an objectionable person, <laughs> misanthrope like Mourinho. Not just how he was at Spurs, but just through his whole career. Just an, mm. I just think he's a, an awful human being, to be honest. Outside of a football manager. The Eva Canero stuff never sat well yeah. with me. The whole that whole thing is awful. Um, and so I, was, I, I can never tell you. I never wanted him. I can never tell you didn't like him, James. I'm trying to hide my light under a bushel, but uh, I think it might have slipped out. But yeah, like I, I, I never wanted him there. I never gave him a chance. Yeah. And I was so glad when he left. And mm. and and Nuno's great. He wasn't. He was never a first choice. But um, yeah, I really like him. And so far, so good. And he's working towards what we want to be. So. Yeah, yeah and he'll get time for sure. Yeah, we're going to come on to the, the start 11 shortly, but I do want to ask you that as well, Leon. Do you, you know, I think from a, from a Nuno perspective, there's just something very likeable about him, isn't there? He's a very humble human being, comes across ever so well with the, with, the, with the cameras, with the players and with the supporters. And it's almost like we do need that type of manager again to almost bring that togetherness, almost again a potch type figure. 
I know whenever I say Poch, people start screaming, going, oh, on a second, but Poch didn't win anything. And I acknowledge the fact Poch didn't win anything. But we do need to go back to that kind of manager, I think, that's going to basically bring the fans together. We know there's an ongoing situation with the board at the moment, which, again, is still not ideal. There's still fractions in terms of, you know, some for, some are against. They could probably say there's a, a bigger percentage now that are against the ball. And you do need that man, I think, in the middle that is going to reconnect fans to the group of players, um, to a manager. I think Nuno can do that. What do you think? Do you think he's the man to at least bring us back together as supporters? Yeah, I think so, Ricky. I, I really like him. I like his manner. Um, what, what I disliked about Mourinho was I always felt that he thought the job was beneath him. And I think I think with Nuno, he he's, he's grateful for the opportunity to, to go from Wolves to Spurs to step up. And I think we need that kind of manager at Spurs. We, we do better when we've got those kinds of managers. Poch is a great example coming from Southampton. And, and, and yeah, I, I really like the way that he, he he talks to the media. I know it's not everything, but I think the players will be will be listening to his interviews, hearing what he says, and, and be feeling motivated by it. Whereas under Mourinho, you just think, oh, blimey, the manager's given me another a hard time yet again. Uh, how does that make you feel? And I know there's some, well, there was one report, I think it was in The Sun, uh, who, who said, oh, the players are... The players are annoyed at Nuno. He's grumpy or whatever. Yeah. I can't. I just can't see it. It didn't ring true to me. It didn't ring. It doesn't ring true. Uh, to if, me. It's, if it's from the Sun, Leon, it's got to be bang on true. You can't be. Able to... <laughs> oh, yeah, but, you know, who am I to question the Sun? But uh, but you know, I do, I do, I do think that uh, you know, he seems to have got the players working harder for him. Um, they they look more committed. They look more interested. They look more engaged. Um, mm. And it's a it's a breath of fresh air to be honest. So I really I really like the guy. Yeah, totally agree. Really do. It's in its early days, of course, but uh, who are us Spurs fans to not try and get too carried away? Rob, want to come back around to you. Uh, team news came out, of course. We saw Harry Kane start in front of Lucas Mora. Where have we seen that happen before? Of course, that famous <laughs> Champions League final. Uh, Renona there. We saw Sissoko named as part of the Watford team, which I think took um, a lot of Spurs. I mean, I think the Spurs media by surprise because there was questions as to whether that deal would have been done in time. But of course, it seemed that it was. Danny Rose back on the bench for, for Watford. Um, as he made a return to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. But uh, pretty much, yeah, that, that was it. The only real change at the side. Um, he's keeping, to be fair, Rob, and I know it's early days, quite a consistent lineup at the moment. Was there any surprises for you in terms of that selection this afternoon? No, I think I think once Kane decided he was going to stay, then he's got to start Kane. Um, I think it, you know, it could it could destabilise the rest of the team, perhaps. And there's a point where Lucas Moura starts thinking, actually, what have I got to do to keep in the side? Because I think he, I, City, I thought he played really well. Um, I thought, I think he's a better, well, when he came on, I think he's a better option for the, that long ball that we play, that he seems to be the only one that can get up high enough to, to get those the, the long ball, to nod it on. Um, aside from that, there's, you know, it just seems to be the same, same back four, um, the same midfield at the moment. I think it's great because we have got lucky in these three games, in the three league games. Anyway, there's, you know, there's definitely the start of the game today. I thought we looked slightly dodgy at the back. Uh, both wingers for Watford, I thought they were going to have a great afternoon. Actually, we seem to get a hold of that quite quickly. Um, yeah, so I don't really think he's got a lot. You know, I don't think he's got. I think he's doing okay. I think he's there's not many options he can have. I've got to say. <laughs> It was nice to see Sissoko back and there was some really quite funny Sissoko moments which made us realise, you know, what what why we why he didn't actually get that well appreciated down at White Hart Lane. But uh I was an early adopter of Sissoko personally. Um 
And it was nice to see Danny Rose back, just to show him he didn't get on the pitch, really. <laughs> That's true. That is very, very true. Now, in the early stages of the game, coming around to you, James, we saw Sissoko being edged out of play by Deli Alley. And he had the boot actually vaulted into, into, it looked like in anger, straight at Nuno Espirito Santo, just six yards away. Uh, it's actually an immediate apology by the French, but I don't think he meant it. But um, uh, the irony of the accuracy, eh, James, for that moment, I bet you couldn't make it up. Well, no, and uh, knowing him, he definitely didn't mean it because there's no way he could have aimed that, that well anyway. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I mean, I, th I think it was nice to see him back. Uh, from what I can gather, uh, speaking to some people in the Spurs media and, and at Spurs, they it, there was some, this, something went on with the registration of Sissoko because they, assumed, they pretty much timed it so he wouldn't be registered in time. But it sounds like Watford registered him before they'd actually signed him, which is quite interesting. Um because if he hadn't, if the signing hadn't gone through, then he wouldn't have probably been able to play for us either. Because he's registered twice, but it was it was quite peculiar. But I mean, it didn't it didn't make much difference in the end. I, I, the one thing that we haven't, or maybe we just did touch on, but I think the thing that is really impressive is how these players seem to be improving. Mm. Particularly, yep. particularly players like Davinson Sanchez, who I think there was there wasn't a Spurs fan who thought that he had a future at the club. To be honest, they were obviously trying to use him. To get Jules Kunde from Sevilla, which didn't come didn't come off, um, and he's obviously now going to go to Chelsea. But I thought he was he was brilliant. He wasn't just good; he was brilliant. And it's it's really interesting that we're talking about progressing the play, which will probably mean one of Skip and Hoiberg coming out of the team. And it's the old you know the old adage of having a having a blanket that either covers your feet or your head. And I think um, obviously we would. As the right said, Fred tribute act comment would say, we probably need the head more is more important. But I do, I do think that it'd be interesting to see how the defence manages when one of those has to be taken out, mm. one of those defensive midfielders. Because, but I do, there's some, there are some players and not players, there are some human beings who much prefer to be treated kindly and with kid gloves rather yeah. than it's, it's carrot or stick, right? And I think Mourinho yeah. was just was just stick. There's only and, one approach. That was the only, was only was only one approach. Yeah. And you know, I think the whole thing in with with how he approached him, having said that he was a liability when he was playing for Ajax against Man United in the Europa League final, to then say it again to him when he joined, <laughs> which we saw on on All or Nothing. Yeah. Like, if if you're in, I mean, I'm someone who manages people, and if you do that without knowing the character of the person, <laughs> that's I true. Mean, what do you expect? So, and I, I think it's been great, and I also. Hats off to Eric Dyer because I, I think mm. not only is he is he playing very well, but I think he's a he's a leader in there. And when you have you can see this is the first game I've been to this season. I didn't go to the City game because I was away, but it's the, and you can see him like he was the one who went and talked to Brian when he came on because he speaks Spanish. He's obviously speaking to the guy, the Portuguese players or the Portuguese language players in their language. Like I think he's really important as a person in the dressing room and on the pitch more than actually as a player. So um, I think those two have been really impressive and it's, they're going to have to be because from what I can understand, Romero is going to be going away with Argentina yeah. and he'll have to quarantine when he gets back for, and he'll miss two games because of that. So um, they're going to have to keep going because um, Joe Roden is persona non grata from what I can see. So mm. Yeah, no, I agree. We're going to come on definitely to the, to the players and I think it's definite you can see that from a... I would say, you know, I think you mentioned it earlier, Leon, as well, that just from an effort perspective, I think you can definitely see 
that these players are buying more into his philosophy. Um, I mean, you're going to question that again. Will they buy into it for the course of a season or two? Or that's obviously another question that, you know, we can try and answer and we'll see. But uh, it's very, very early days and he's, he's made a great start. And, you know, that start, like I say, for Spurs, it was a difficult first half, to be fairly on. And, you know, we, we did get that break for that we were after. It was a goal for Hummins on a teasing free kick was a teasing free kick that killed all the way into the bottom corner. Static goalkeeping from the Watford keeper, da uh, Daniel Backman, who really just stood there in amazement as the ball left and hit the back of the net. Um, but, Leon, that's what we needed, wasn't it? Because it was a real frustrating first half. You could just feel, and I know as fans, that we're difficult at being patient, right? I think that's one thing in our locker as Spurs fans, that um, at home against a newly promoted team, you do want to see Spurs score early. You want to feel a bit more of a reassurance and belief that we are going to take the game to the opposition. Therefore, how much of it was a relief that Spurs got that goal at the timing they did? Yeah, I think it was it was the right timing. Um, and as, as you say, I think going into the second half, nil nil would have been would have been difficult. And the players might have grown frustrated. The crowd would have grown frustrated. Um, but the time the timing was good. To be honest, I, I, I think we were lucky with that goal. Hundred percent, we were lucky with that goal. But we were also unlucky not to score a couple of others. I think I think that there, there were a couple of moments in the second half in particular where it was, you know, within inches uh, of going in. I think there was a Deli Alley chance and, and a Harry Kane chance, if I, if I remember, down the other end, I think quite on the best of views. But um, yeah, I, I thought that it came very close there. Um, and, and I thought we, we also nearly scored a second just before just before we went into into half time. So so actually, you know, I think the chances were there. I think it was about eight shots on target, um, which you know, which isn't isn't bad. Um, and you know, the, the the timing of that was right. But look, we didn't do what we would have done under Mourinho, which is get the goal and then sit back on 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 the uh, sit back in our own area and defend for for the rest of the game. So so we still we still looked searching for other goals. That was encouraging to see. Um, but we had that fitness, we had that solidity, we had that professionalism. It meant we could keep hold of the one 0 win and, and take home three points, and and you know that that was that was missing from last season. So it has to be an improvement. Yeah, Rob, how impressed have you been with Hummin Son? You know, a player that you know signed that new contract in the summer, where arguably I thought for Sonny, you know, what was going on at the football club? Uh, I, again, I was quite amazed that he would commit his future for that long to the club. Bear in mind that I think he would have must have had interest across the whole of Europe. I can't imagine yeah. he wouldn't have done. So therefore, to really, I think he was, I think he relished the last. I would say six to seven weeks with the Kane speculation of really enjoying stepping up, being that main man, scoring that big goal against Man City. I think he actually enjoyed having that weight of his shoulders. And I think now I know, I think he's probably, I think behind Lloris, he's now the, one of the oldest players in the Spurs squad, which is quite remarkable when you think of how much, um, you know, we've had that transition now from moving players on and Huminson is one of the oldest. How impressed have you been with him, Rob? I've been impressed. Yeah, was it six years this this week uh, that that he's been at the club? I think mm, perhaps. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, which I was quite surprised at. Really, it doesn't feel that long. Probably feels a lot longer to him. But um, I also think from a I think from a, a pure cynical marketing point of view, I think there's it's money well spent to keep him at the club. From you know from an advertiser sponsor's point of view, definitely keep um, that Asia bubble. Um, keep it going basically but yeah I think he's been good and there's it was he got injured didn't he pulled something in the warm-up I think last week against Wolves and was obviously taken off uh he, he got taken off early there which was good um uh, but yeah I think he's been he's been great I mean well what, what else what else can he do at the moment and I think previously he's probably been a bit responsible of just trying a bit too much really yeah, and now it seems it. to be yeah. he just seems to be playing a bit more within himself um, and, and it's probably becoming a better player because of that, I think. Yeah. So, mm. 
it's good. It's all good with Son. Yeah, I mean, James, I want to ask you about Son because I think one of the questions that always was coming with Son, especially last season, is, yeah, he's great, Son, but he's, he's not world-class. And there's some out there that do think Son is world-class. For you, what does it take, James, for Son to be recognised at that world-class level? Is he already in your eyes? <laughs> um, as as someone who, um, who, who until very recently, worked in football journalism, I've really got no idea what world-class means. Like, world-class... To some is one thing, and to and I mean, the guy scoring yeah. fifteen to twenty goals every mm. season. He's not a striker. I know he's been playing as one, but for a little. Um, I think he's a. I think he's a fantastic player. I'm, I'm not really sure how whether it matters how we classify him. Um, I'm absolutely. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine um, on Friday, and I'm, I'm absolutely flabbergasted that he's still at the club. I, I don't. Um. He like honestly, it's great. You mean, do you mean us. in terms of the last summer, or you just mean generally in terms of where his career is going? You think no, I just, I just, I just think, yeah. I mean, if you look at if you look at the, I think it's probably because of, I think the timing potentially. But if you look at like, I, I think he's a better player than Eden Hazard, and it's, he, he can get he, and he's very rarely injured. Like there's transfers like that have happened. You've obviously got the likes of Coutinho and Dembele who've gone to um, to Barcelona for six well 100 million um plus figures he's better than those players i like he's like leroy sane he's gone to uh, Bayern munich he's a better than him and he speaks german because he played there i he's i mean there's the marketing side that rob mentioned but even at, even if you didn't take any of that into account he's he can he can he speaks german so he could have gone there you know i think i i think he he works hard he never complains he's always fit he scores goals. He sets up goals. He's been. He was taking all our dead balls. Now, I, I, I think he's his work ethic is incredible. He's a very good player. They're, I mean, like every player, he's got limitations. But um, I think his limitations tie in really nicely with Harry Kane's. Um, he's very direct and he runs all the time. He presses all the time. Possibly sometimes too much. But Harry Kane is more static, and they work so well together. They understand each other's game. I think he's he's fantastic to have at the club and. Um, and long may it continue, to be honest. And the one thing I would say is mm. they need to stop playing him on the right wing because I think it negates his his main strength, which is coming inside and shooting. Yeah. Because essentially what he does is he either come inside or shoot or slips a ball into Harry Kane. And if he's playing on the right, the slip in the, the coming inside and shooting bit's gone. So And his crossing isn't incredible. So I just think it takes a, a big part away from his game. Yeah. Uh, Leon, I mean, from, from a leadership perspective and just the, the guy that he's turned into now, um, he has becoming, I mean, firmly if he wasn't already, he's now a real fan's favourite, isn't he, Son? And I think he's one of those players now that you look at with such joy, such pride that he's representing the football club and he just loves the game, plays with a smile. It's something you want to see from a player and the dedication he's shown for Tottenham, the loyalty he's shown for Tottenham. Um, it's a player like that you just want to hope and believe that, you know, that's who we want to win the trophies for, isn't it? That's the kind of player that you think he's been at Spurs, like Robert said, for, for six years, six seasons. That's the kind of guy we want to be winning trophies for, a player like him that's given so much to the shirt already. Oh, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. I love him. I think he's I think he's he's a fantastic player technically, you know. I think I think he is world class to use that annoying term, but I think he I think he's there. Um, and I think that, uh, as you say, he's he's just given everything for the club. He had a bit of a slow start, didn't he, when he first joined? It took him a little while to to adjust, but it, it is a step up from the Bundesliga, so that's that's normal. But where he is now, um, yeah, a really good, solid player, 
I was sat next to uh, to, to a Korean chap today who, who had a South Korean flag, um, and you know Son was was I saw the flags around the stadium. Son was was waving at them, smiling at them um, whenever he saw them, and I just thought that's such a nice touch. He, he's he's clearly it means a lot to him that 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 that, that, that those players those supporters are there at the stadium for him, and uh, he's got a great rapport with all fans. And I think uh, yeah, I, I hope he sees out his career with the club, and I hope we can we can lift some trophies with him with him as as an integral part of that. I'm into that. I'm into that. Well, guys, uh, for our listeners on audio, we are going to go for a very short break. Take you into this break. You're going to hear from Nuno Espirito Santo, who is reacting to Tottenham, who is reacting to Tottenham Hotspur being top of the Premier League. I can't quite believe it myself. They're even getting choked up. Uh, and I say for our listeners on audio, when we return, of course, we'll be discussing the player ratings from today and our thoughts and ahead of the international break and what Nuno's got to come. Uh, feels good. Feels good. Um, I think we did a good game. Good game. A consistent game. We didn't allow too many things. We knew the threat of Watford, we manage well, controlling the deep, we should be better on the second balls. On offensive aspect of the game, uh, it was very hard to find the, 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 the spaces, the gaps. In the first half, we didn't have enough mobility and dynamic, but in the second half, we improved much, and we had clear chances to kill the game and, and, and transform the results. So, with all that but, very, very happy because the, the players worked very hard. Nuno, you... You joined us in at the start of July, and now we're sitting here, what, six, eight weeks later, three wins out of three, three clean sheets, all very different games. What I'm saying here is you must be very proud of what you've done and also what the players have done in this short space of time. I'm proud of the players. I'm proud of the players because it's them. Honestly, it's them. Not only on the games, on the training sessions, they are the ones that deliver. I'm trying only to help them, only to show them the way that I think it's better for us. Um, and I think I'm, we are on the way. We are on the way. Not perfect yet, but we're becoming solid. We're becoming compact. Everybody working for each other. You can see when we don't kill the game, like I mentioned before, in the final minutes we require different aspects. And we manage well, we control well on the defense, and we put the ball on their pitch, we hold the ball, we do not allow counter-attacks. All this balance of small things, but the credit is for them. They are amazing. You had such a difficult decision to make today because those guys, those 11 players, have won the first two games in the Premier League. Harry's available. So Lucas is, it goes to the bench, but then he comes on in that last 25 minutes and plays like he played. That is that is what that is a, that is what takes you somewhere, isn't it? We cannot achieve anything in terms of performance, in terms without all the squads. All the squad has to be committed. Of course, it's not easy to decide, but they understand that we must decide. Thursday, we anticipate what's going to happen today. So having players ready to go and help the team is it's huge for us. But they know, they know, and. They understand. I think, I believe, and this will be the way. Everybody must be involved. Everybody be committed because one action of each one of them will make the difference through the season. Nuno, we couldn't really last for much more after three Premier League games, three clean sheets, nine points, top of the table. But tell us from your point of view, how close are we to where you want to be in terms of the style of play and the way that the team are performing? Oh, we are very far. Very far, very far, very far. I think, honestly, honestly, you you can see, you can see the movements that we had, 
but we need to to final to finalize the actions finalize the actions the improvement from the first half to second half was was good but we still have a long way to go a long way to go and the players will feel better as time goes by um, keep on working keep on repeating the same things the routines will become habit, habits and everything the lines of the ball will be much much better we have to be more consistent um, gain more second ball, so we are, we are very far, very far, because what we, we try to achieve, it's very difficult, is to be perfect. So, you imagine how far we are from there. <laughs> well, Nuno, just before we let you go, um, there's not many people inside Tottenham Hotspur Stadium that can get fans to make more noise than when they make for some. And just as you came no, out here... No, the... no, it's for some, it's for some. And, uh, the, yeah, the atmosphere during the game was amazing, wasn't it? Was, so we cannot be thankful enough for our fans. It feels like you have a very good relationship already. Have you appreciated the way of in which course, this of is? Of course, I'm, I'm, I asked, I'm, I'm, I'm just so thankful, not only in the stadium, when, I, when us as coaching staff, we go on the street and Spurs fans salute us. It's, it's huge. I'm, I'm here to help and it's, it's been a pleasure. No, no, we've absolutely loved it. Thank you so much, sir. Really appreciate it. We're going to start coming back around to you, Rob, about Jaffet Tanganga. Now, um, we're not expecting, Rob, any movement of Jaffet in the next couple of days. We would expect him to be remaining with the club um, past the summer transfer window. Today, I think he did really well early on to reach a Hoybier pass that um, inevitably was turned into a sliding cross for Bergvine and a shot in 15 minutes. He was then denied himself soon after he tried to scramble a loose ball towards only the goal for the keeper to save. But what have you made of him, Rob, so far, Tanganga, this season? I think there's always been the element that if we can keep him fit, this has been the key. If we can keep him fit, there's a really good player in there. Do you think he just needs that one season of consistent football for us to see the player that he can eventually become in a Tottenham shirt? Yeah, definitely. I think with most things um, in life, you just need a bit of self-belief, really. And I think that he's got all the attributes. I think today it was highlighted that he's crossing... It wasn't the best. Um, so that's obviously something that he really does need to work on. Um, but yeah, defensively, he's really good. He had a shaky spell the Wolves game last week. He was shaky at the start of the game today. Um, but yeah, I think he's he's very solid. Um, he seems to know, he seems to, again, back to Nuno, he seems to know his role very well in this team. Uh, yeah, so I, I think he's, I think hopefully he'll stay at the club and, and um, he'll, you know, he'll, He'll progress under Nuno, definitely. Leon, I think what's cl clear so far with Nuno is that he does seem to give each player a clear methodology in terms of what is expected of, expected of them in terms of the game. Therefore, at the end of a match, there can be no confusion at all as to why they might not be playing the following week. Do you feel that with Jaffet, that's almost benefiting him now because he does understand the role he's being asked to by Nuno and therefore we are seeing these confident performances. I mean, like last, I think like, James, like Rob said last week, that that Wolves game was a real test for him. Up against someone like Adama Traore, we're not sure he's going to do his fans, so let alone, let alone Jaffet. I think he's, it's really, really tough, but he's only going to get that experience by playing games, isn't he? Yeah, he is. And I'm glad that he's getting good, a good run in the team. And I know there was talk of him potentially going on, on loan somewhere. And I'm glad we didn't do that because I think there'll be a lot of opportunities for him this season, whether or not we sign another right back or, or, or not. Uh, I think he'll be, he'll be playing a fair bit. And, and that's what he needs. You know, he, he, he's, look, he's looking a lot more confident as, as each game goes on. Uh, and I think that that run in the team is just doing him the world of good. And yes, he has got limitations. He's not the the marauding attacking fullback with a great um a great final product we know that 
Um, and and hopefully we get we get the balance with with Reggie on, on on the left who who is a bit more along along those lines. Um, but but ultimately, yeah, I think I think Tanganga um, needs to stay at the club, and and uh, and I think he'll get. I think he'll have a good season. What about that question on the screen there, James? That's from DVV who says Jaffa is a top talent, but not the answer to our right back problem. Do you agree with that? Um, it depends. I guess it depends what the question is. I'm, I'm I I kind of I'm. I'm I actually, I've, I've, saw, I've seen him play for the, the 23s and the 18s, and I actually, I think he's a centre half basically. I think long term he's going to be a centre half, and you can see when he's in the final third that he's um, a fish out of water is harsh, but he's he's not as proficient as he could be. Um, now, if we're going to play a system where that never happens, then fine. Um, I think he's a great right-sided defensive central defender. I think we just need potentially to have another option there that is a very attacking. Um, right back, I, I, I mean, I think I, I'd like to think that long term he can be a right back, but I think, I think first and foremost he needs to play, and I, I think he's the best right back we've got at the club probably. Well, I mean, Oreo's going. Oreo was okay last season, I think. So mm, yeah, not, I've got no issue with him, but he obviously wants to leave. So I think Tanganga's going to play, and I think he'll get better going forward. But I think long term we should be looking at, at other options. I mean. Talking about that on the screen there, James. I mean, it's a, and it's a great point because it shows that even though Doherty's at the club, Nuno doesn't have loyalty to any certain players. He could have very easily been tempted at the start of the season to having that relationship there with Doherty to put him in, but but he hasn't done. Has that surprised you at all, James? Um, not really, because I think with the system we're playing, it just doesn't suit Doherty. I mean, he's been playing, he's been playing in the the Conference League as a right wing back, which suits him. But I think playing in a flat back four. Um, just doesn't really get the best out of him. So I think, I mean, I think he, he's obviously been um, been very impressed with Tanganga because it was widely, he'd agreed that loan or the club had agreed the loan to Galatasaray, uh, which which I think after talking with Nuno, Tanganga's turned down and now he's obviously playing, which is great. I think, I think for this season, yeah, have him as a rotation right back. What we really need to get to is a situation that we had with Walker and Trippier where you just didn't know who was going to play and they kept both in each other on their toes and I think that's the best way to yeah I mean I think this this one that's on the screen now from Dan says it all I think he is he's really he's really important but I think going back to what we said before I think if you take a a defensive midfielder out and you put in a flying right back you're starting to you really expose that that defense and you need to be really confident in them before you do that but it would be nice to have an option because he can't play every week so and I think Doherty's not the answer, is he? Yeah. Rob, if I was to say to you at the start of the season that we're going to have Eric Dyer, Damson Sanchez starting the first three Premier League games, and out of those first three, we're going to win them all, and we're going to have three clean sheets, would you have thought I'm going crazy? I would have thought you were going crazy, but we didn't have much other option, did we? And that was no. that's part of the problem, uh, or part of the solution. Maybe that's mm. the solution rather than the problem. Maybe we're looking at it the wrong way. Yeah. Um, and I think... I'm really pleased actually for Eric Dyer because I thought he'd lost his way last season. In fact, we were talking. So we were talking uh, when we were back in the stadium today, and one of the guys, it was his first game back, and we were talking about the well, the last game I think was Leipzig, but the game before that might have been Norwich at home, where Dyer went into the stand, and uh, you know that was oh, that what. Feels, oh, that feels like a long time ago now. It does, and <laughs> the guy said he thought maybe that was the last he'd ever see of Eric Dyer in Tottenham yeah. at Tottenham. And uh, yeah, it's it's nice that it's transformed for him, and it's good that 
uh, again, Sanchez and him, I don't know whether they've been working really hard in the summer. I'm not sure what's happened. But, uh, yeah, it's it's coming to fruition, actually. It's great. Looking good. Yeah, I mean, Leon, we'll come around to you on this. It's interesting because, I, again, with Dyer and Sanchez, I think we all know that at some point Romero is going to get a, you know, a regular run of games. You know, the guy we spent a lot of money on, um, there's clear there's ability there. We can see that he likes coming out from the back. And I think the only thing he'll need to be careful of is, is tempering that a little bit when it comes to some of the challenges. I think that's the only thing I will say at the moment with Romero. It's very, very early days. He's going to need the games to adapt. Would you still be confident, Leon, after this international break to carry on playing Dyer and um, Sanchez together as a partnership? I don't think at the minute there's a justification to drop them. Um, I think they've both been they've both been brilliant. They've clearly built up a level of rapport between the two of them. I, mean, I saw them t- talking constantly to one another throughout the game today. Um, Romero, I know it's only two games. He's not looked great in, against against Pacos the two times that he played. Um, I think he got concentration doesn't seem to be there at the minute. And I don't know whether that's because it's a new club, it's new surroundings or whatever it might be. And it takes a little while to adapt or it's a language barrier, whatever it might be, I don't know. But, but Romero's not not looked not looked brilliant. We'll see how he plays for Argentina in the international break. And obviously he's a fantastic centre-back. I can't, I can't say he isn't. Well, I've not, I've not seen much of him myself, but I trust that if you're spending 50 million quid on a, yeah. on a defender from Serie A, he's going to be, he's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, but I think he needs some time to adapt. I wouldn't. I wouldn't drop Dyer and Sanchez for for Crystal Palace on, on the return. I think. I think he's. Um, I, I think the two of them have got a good a good rapport. I think. I think Romero will have his time, but uh, at the minute, it's looking good for, for the two that we've currently got. Yeah, Tim on the screen there says Dyer and Sanchez has been better because we ain't sitting back all the time, inviting pressure on, which Jose encouraged. Less pressure, less mistakes. Uh, James actually got a listener question here to read out. This is from Josh Pitcher, who says. With the form of Davinson and Dyer, do we shift to a free at the back to accommodate Romero after the international break? Is that something you'd like to see Spurs do? I think it's a, it's a, I was, this is a really, really interesting comment, actually. Um, so I, I have watched quite a bit of um, Romero, and he always played in a back three um, for Atalanta. Part of his game is, and, and I'm not sure whether this will, Leon can maybe qualify it, but if if you if anyone thinks that him charging out into midfield and pressing their midfielders is going to stop, it's not. That that's literally what his job was. There are two other centre halves who would stay there, two high up fullbacks, and he would charge out and he he would get routinely booked. But also it meant that um, he's he's almost a kind of an auxiliary, and he's really good on the ball. He's an, almost an auxiliary midfielder at times. Um, yeah, I mean, Chris has made a good point here. If Davinson Sanchez is supposed to be going to Colombia uh, to Brazil, which, which is on the race list, yeah, 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 and yep. and obviously um, the, the the two Argentine players are going to a uh, red list country as well. So um, mm. Romero and uh, and Giovanni Lo Celso. So it's potential that I mean, Roden could could come in. Um, I think everyone's forgotten him. He is still around. I think he wasn't fit, but he'll, he may come in or Tanganga may come in, but. The other issue is if you go to three at the back, you can't play Tanganga as that right wing back long term, which again is interesting because potentially Traore could play there. That that might be why they were trying to get him to play as a wing back. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Nandez, the the guy we were looking at from Cagliari. Yeah. Yeah. I watched him play in a in a game after we were linked with him. He played right wing back. I know he's 
linked as a centre midfielder, but he played right wing back. So yeah. I don't think that three at the back thing is is dead by any stretch of the imagination. And it's also it does it is a different solution to this progressing the ball thing. If you play both full backs higher, play this three at the back, and when we've got the ball, um, Romero will play almost play in midfield. Uh, also, Dyer could do that potentially as well. Um, Sanchez not so much, obviously, but. I think it, it, it does give a different solution. But then, you know, you need to look at who's going to play the right. If Aurier is still there, he's Ivory Coast are playing Mozambique, which is on the red list, so he won't be able to play. So it, it's Doherty <laughs> I, again, I think right? we might get a game. I mean, we might get a game. It's right. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I played game. an 11 aside a couple of weeks ago. I'm, I'm definitely not up for this, to be honest, mate. Achilles is giving me jits still, so, yeah. <laughs> Oh dear! I must have a word actually with Sergio Regulon. He got plenty, he got opportunities to go plenty forward today. He didn't do much with the ball when he did. And again, a player that I think again this season is feeling his way into a, a new system, a new coach, of course, in Nuno Espirito Santo. I think one of the, the things today, Rob, that has sparked heavy debate as always with Spurs is that midfield. And we know, of course, we've got this Ndombele situation that's rumbling on where um, Nuno is not picking the player, despite as we understand him being fit to play. This is more to do with an issue around his commitment to the club, which some Spurs fans will absolutely love that, you know, he wants to pick players that want to fight for the shirt and be there. There'll be some saying, well, hold on, if we're basing it on ability, he should be in the team. Um, I mean, this is an interesting one here. I've got a question in from John Berry who says, does the Watford game prove we are crying out for an Ericsson replacement? Thoughts? Um, yeah, we, we are obviously crying out for an Ericsson replacement, but we're still... The, you know, the results speak for themselves at the moment. And I think we go back to that thing of just um, in a new job, Nuno just wanting to get a good solid base and then build from that, which is understandable. I'm not sure. I heard what you said at the start about Ndombele and I understand that. And yes, there's been, you know, we've seen some great bits of skill from him, but I've also seen some of the laziest, most uh, least professional sort of attitudes of any player that I've seen for quite a long time watching Spurs. And Jose couldn't do it. Poch couldn't do it. If Nuno can't do it, then, you know, I, I'm not sure what the answer is and whether he's been given enough chances as it, you know, and that's maybe why why he's not, well, that's obviously why he's not in the starting lineup. I yeah. don't see anyone else at the club that can fill that role at the moment, whether Lo Celso possibly, I'm not sure. Um, we don't seem to. We definitely don't seem to have anybody with that that sort of creative vision that can unlock. But whether we need it with the because at the moment we play with four. At the moment we're playing with four forwards, aren't we? Really, um, and then yeah, one of like them, that. one yeah. or two, drop back into the midfield. Uh, so at the moment it's working. So arguably, do we need long term or, or short term? Do we need that Ericsson replacement? I don't think we do. It's interesting. I mean, James, are, are, you know, I love Rob. I'd probably disagree with him on that. I think we, we are definitely going to need someone between now and the deadline that's going to come in and definitely add to that squad in terms of that midfield creativity. Because um, although we've won these first three games, I'm just thinking for the rest of the season, if we're not also going to look at this second striker, which we know Adamo Troy has been heavily linked with the term support striker. Um, bearing in mind, you know, we had Carlos Vinicius last season, who we haven't obviously renewed his, his loan, and we've got, again, we say Hummin Sonner, we know he's got a natural centre-forward. Of course, there's Dane Scarlett, who at the moment is still very, very raw, of course. 
you look at that at, mid, at, mid, at midfield and, you know, Gal, Glove says here, Glove, um, Goal 77 says, do you find it concerned that we lack a ball carrier through the middle of the pitch? Someone to create either that lock-picking pass. You think Gio would be in there for some games like this. Do you have reservations, James, if we don't bring in that lock-picker, that number, well, I'd say it's more of a number, number eight, whatever you want to call it, that guy that is going to give us that key to the midfield to allow us to really create some chances? Um, Concern is probably a bit strong. I think the reason the, the reason we bought Ndombele is still there. The, his skill set, no one else has at the club. Um, I'm, I'm not especially comfortable with the way he's spoken about in his situation is spoken about in some quarters because you know no one knows what's going on behind the scenes there's seen, there's not a lot of information coming out he is a um i funnily enough he lives up the road and i've seen him around and he's a, he's a he's clearly a very well and I, I mean i i did i saw him during lockdown training on the on the common at the top of the road it was and that ended yeah. up being in the paper so probably doesn't yeah. want to see me anymore but i um no i, I kind of I, yeah, I, I think his his the way he is and his style, and and you know he's a really young kid. He's immature. He's in a new country. I know he's been here a while now, and he there's obviously some problem there. I don't know what it is, and I'm not prepared to speculate on what it is. What I do know is that he's the best central midfielder we've got at the club, and he and he's a record signing, yeah. and he's on two hundred yeah. grand, and he's not playing now. Yeah. If we get to this end end of this transfer window, and he's still here. We need to work out what to do because I don't believe for a second that Levy isn't going to go to Nuno and say, look, this asset is here. If you bench him or keep him as he is now, he's a depreciating asset and we're only going to get 15 million for him at the end of the season Not, and because of his wages. So they're going to have to do something to try and keep him playing because I don't know what that is, whether that's playing in the conference league or something. We... We don't. We need someone in that role. I don't think there's anyone out there that we can afford to buy without getting rid of Ndombele in the first place. So, I think we're going to either have to get shot of him on a loss now, or play him till the end of the season and then sell him. Um, mm. It's you know, it's all very well not want like Harry Kane doesn't want to be here, but he. I don't think anyone will doubt his efforts, and you know, yeah. I'm sure we can try and get something from Ndombele. We haven't replaced Ericsson, but we also haven't replaced. Um, Musa Dembele and yeah I, I think some of the pressure is that Ndombele was being told to do both and I, I, I think we I think if you're going to play him you just need to play him and not worry about how he's trained some people just don't train well don't play him and, and just just play him because and don't worry about his training because otherwise he's just going to be a 60 million pound player or a four, I think it's 47 with add-ons yeah. sitting on the bench and that's no good for anyone so I don't think we can buy anyone until he's gone, basically. Because mm. we're not made of money, are we? No, we're not. And the thing is, I mean, I would say at the moment, you know, we're recording this show, of course, on, on Sunday evening for those that listen to us on their, on their maybe commute tomorrow on, on their bank holiday Monday. Um, as of this moment, there's been no public statement from Ndombele saying he wants to leave the club. 
we have to say that there hasn't been anything public come out. He's still been training as far as we understand. And he just hasn't been selected by Nuno Espirito Santo. But Leon, you know, the case that, you know, Skip today battled away very, very well in Sissoko. And you'd probably say he did have the upper hand before the Frenchman went off. You know, Poivier, again, played some ruined sighted passes. Um, you know, he kept the tempo high in Spurs' transitions. Deli Ali involved in plenty of Spurs' attacking work. But you do, I mean, I don't know what you think. I, I still feel for us that... We're definitely going to need some more depth to this midfield, someone that is going to pick a pass, someone that is going to unlock a defence if we have got serious aspirations of trying to get back into a top four, where when you look at this, and we're going to come on to this a bit later in the show, but when you look at the likes of United bringing Ronaldo back, you look at Chelsea with Lukaku now, you look at City that, although they haven't got in their striker that they're looking for at the moment, they still are scoring goals for fun. Liverpool in the equation, you know, that's four formidable sides above us. And you look at West Ham that are pressing as well, Everton that are coming under Benitez. For Spurs to really sustain an effort this season, do you feel the spot the squad's going to need more? Isn't it depth between now and the end of this summer transfer window? Yeah, I, I really do think we need to be uh, a little bit busier in the transfer window and hopefully things are starting to fall into place uh, with, with a couple of outgoings before the incomings come around. Um, but yeah, we, we do we do need some 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 strength and depth. I think we've got the conference leagues playing now as well, so that we do need a big squad. Um, and I think that we've got an opportunity to bring in um, a, a, that creative midfielder. I think that's glaringly obvious. And I think Skip probably is the one that that makes way for the games like today, where we could be a bit more expressive and we can push for for a bit more. But I do think the Skip and Hoiberg uh, partnership works well for for games uh, against perhaps the the more attacking teams, the bigger teams. Mm. Um, but uh, no, I, I think we need a right back as well. I think a right back needs to come in and obviously the 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 second the secondary backup striker. So I think that's at least three positions that we need to be investing in. Um, and I think, yeah, and, and Dombele is going to be key to that because if we've got him still at the club on £200,000 a week, I mean, potentially that that's at least two very good players um, that we can bring in for, for that level of, of, of wage commitment. Uh, and if he doesn't go, th- then I do think we have to utilise him because otherwise it's um, it's going to be it's going to be a shame for us to, to have that talent set, sat on the bench and not working. And Lacelso, I think he needs to be spoken about as well. I, I do think Lacelso has got a lot more to give, um, yeah. and he he may be a solution to to some of those difficulties. Because I remember, I mean, it was Ndombélé and, and Lacelso brought in really as the Dembélé and Eriksen replacements, and it hasn't clicked. For whatever reason, for either of them, it just hasn't clicked. And I think if we can get the best out of out, out of those two players, then I think there's no reason why we can't be kicking on, looking yeah. at top four, looking at a cup win because you know, they're they're brilliant players. Yeah. Um, but 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 uh, it, yeah, we need, we need to make that work. And if it doesn't work, um, then we need to look at getting some 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 strength and depth in those positions in particular. Yeah, Rob, I want to come on and ask you about Delhi Ali? It's interesting because um, some will feel that he's had a really good start to the season. Then there is that, again, a section of fans that just feel, nah, I'm not quite feeling this new Deli Ali role. Where are you, Rob, on Deli Ali? Do you think he deserves his place in the 11 so far? He's been a consistent member of the team so far under Nuno. Yeah, I do. I just can I go to just go back to the Undumbele thing? Please just, yeah, please do. Please I just do, had a yeah. flashback where you were talking because there was that toe-curlingly embarrassing bit in All or Nothing where doesn't Daniel Levy have a one-to-one with <laughs> Undumbele? Yeah. yeah. I, sorry, I've just had I just had a real flashback to that. It was terrible stuff. Obviously, Daniel's too- it was it was horrendous, wasn't it? Yeah. It oh. was. How did that make the cut? How did that make the cut? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Incredible. Um, so far as Delhi goes, yeah, I, I'm 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 really pleased for him. I think he's um, 
he's sort of it's a different Delhi at the moment, and I, I think Kane coming back might just affect him slightly. It might it might have a detrimental effect, just ego wise, perhaps. Um, but yeah, I, I you know he's obviously fitter than he was. He's obviously more focused, or he seems to be more focused. Um, yeah, I, I obviously we want him to do well. Um, I don't know whether previously he was sort of caught between not quite knowing his role in the team and maybe that is him to go to to drop deeper into midfield and be a bit more creative but there's times where he seems just to slow down too much and to be a little bit too casual and to be a little bit still yeah he's not as all of us he's not as young as he was mm. so you think he should have developed a little bit more and just yeah. be uh, just start to be a little bit more clinical a little bit more ruthless the chance he had today second half which leon was at my end um, I still don't know how he misses that, really. You know, if it's Son or if it's Harry, although Harry missed from two inches. Yeah. But, is, um, that a, is that, Rob, is that, if that's a deli of three seasons ago, is that in the back of the net? Probably, yeah. And actually, when they were warming up at our end, he did this fantastic piece of skill where he basically was like a, a, scissors, a well, scissor kick with his wrong foot. Um, and it looked like he hadn't thought about that at all. And it was just this beautiful piece of skill. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but that finish, well, the, the sort of hurried finish in the second half, I'm not sure. But um, hang on, what was the question there? I'm sorry, there was one. Oh, on we've, got, we've, got, we've got two. We've got one for Dan. Dan Lewis says, if Delhi scores his chance yeah. today, nobody questions him. Learning a new position, working really hard for the team. Yeah, and I, I thought actually it was quite telling at the end. Nuno went over to him, and and you know there was obviously a few words. It was a it would look, look really encouraging what he was saying to him. So I think yeah, Delhi's it. it it's it's there's real signs of really good improvement there, so let's mm. hope that can keep on. Really, James, just get your thoughts on Delhi Ali. You know, uh, Jason McGovern there, obviously a regular on the last one on Spurs. He says if a new role for Delhi, he needs to be judged on that role, not doing the new role, but judged against his old goal scoring record. What do you make of that for you, James? Where are you on Delhi Ali and you know his future at Tottenham? Well, I mean, no, I mean, I'm, I'm a massive fan of of Delhi Ali. I, I do think that Jason. I, I get his point, but the problem is you have to work out what, not just him learning that new role, which is great, but also what is his, what is he best at and what is his, how can he be most effective for Tottenham? And I'm not quite, I, I still believe that actually what, what he did against Wolves winning that penalty is what he's best at. And him, I, th I thought he worked incredibly hard. I thought he was really good. Um, yep. him making tackles in the fullback area, I don't, I don't think is the best use of Deli Ali. He'll do a great job there, but I think you could probably get someone who's not got his skill set in the final third to do that job. The problem we've got, and I think without sounding like a broken record, is he will do that job until you can get him further up the pitch and get someone to pass the ball to him. I th we 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 need someone to get it from. Hoiberg or Skip to him or to one of the wide players or Kane and he breaks beyond them. I think that's that. And I think he can still do that. You can play a 4-3-3 without the ball and a 4-2-3-1 with him playing as a 10 when you've got the ball and have him break in beyond Kane. I think it works well. I mean, he's like, he's regularly running over 10K a game. He's, he's, he's re every game he's runs the most of any of our players. So he's got no issue getting up and down the field, but he, I think we need to look at the role he's playing and is he the best? Is it making the best of him? I think he can probably... And I think if you had a, 
if you had Ericsson, uh, if you had Dembele, if you had a functioning and Dombele, if you had X, Y, someone who can pass the ball in midfield and release it wide and then have him break, I think it could work. Um, but I think going back to all or nothing, you can tell he absolutely despised Mourinho. <laughs> Yeah, like just the way yeah. he looked at him, he he got him nailed. And, he didn't um, like that meeting, did he? When he when he pulled him and he said to him, you know, I'm, I'm not going to try and be your father because I'm not your father. You could just he tell him he couldn't wait to get out. Of that. You couldn't wait to get. You know, if you could see someone couldn't wait to get out of a meeting. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but I think it, also, out, but it you could feel he wanted to. But it also shows a massive lack of going back to this. Isn't a digging out Mourinho, but you know, when in Rome, I might well, as, as well go for it. <laughs> um, but it, it shows a lack of research, right, and lack of. Information about these players. You go into a meeting, you should know that Deli Ali has fallen out with his father. He, the reason he's called Delhi is because he doesn't like his surname because he doesn't get on with his dad. He he was you know adopted by his friend's parents when he was young and lived with them. I'm not sure whether it was officially or unofficially adopted, but he lived with that family and not with his own family. Mm. And so to make these sort of comments is just insensitive and shows that. And I think Delhi's a really he's a really interesting person. You can see why him and and Eric Dyer are really close. Yeah. He's obviously judges people. He, he's a good judge of character. He's very, yeah. um, I think he's emotionally intelligent, not like a lot of footballers or at least how yeah. they're perceived. Yeah. And he was, I don't think he was ever going to work. I know he played well for the first few games under Mourinho, but I think, I, yeah, I think yeah. Nuno, like, like, like with Sanchez and Dyer and the, these, these sorts of players, he's and Pochettino did as well. Yeah, he's really getting the best out of them and, and trying to understand them. And I think that's yeah. that's to the club's benefit. But it's mm. also, you know, having someone like that who's putting his arm around the players and trying to understand their mentalities. For, for me to have someone like that at the club is really positive. So I'm, yeah, I'm pleased with Delhi and I'm pleased with Nuno for the way he's treating him. I'd say agree on that. I want to just pick up on that, James. I do think you know someone like Delhi does need that arm around the shoulder. Time and I just, I just think he needs that. I think you look at someone like Pochettino. That's exactly the kind of profile that works best for a Deli Ali. That's what gets the best out of Deli Ali. Is that almost confidence to really instill in the player that I'm believing you. You're going to be in my team, and even when you're not playing well, I'm still going to pick you. And I think Deli, you know, it's one of those things where because of the nature of social media, we all know this, Twitter and whatever platform. You won't be able to please everybody. And there'll be some people who think you've had a great game. There'll be some people who think you've had a poor game. And, you know, ultimately, the manager to keep backing you will give him that belief that he's part of his plans. And two players that, again, that do cause such diversity amongst the Spurs fan base um, coming around to you, Leon, this is Stephen Bergvine, Lucas Mora. Uh, Bergvine today saw a volley defected over the crossbar early in the encounter. Um, as with Kane, he had less success in the final third, but worked hard around the box, but couldn't do enough to stop Lucas or place him in the second half. Mora comes on fired a shot across goal that the keeper pushed away soon after. Didn't have anything more to offer than Bergwijn in the end. Um, those two players, Leon, are they going to be good enough for Tottenham throughout the course of the season? Of course, Spurs been heavily linked with Adama Traore. Um, is he of an upgrade of those two? Does he give you an excitement that he could be coming to the club before the end of this summer transfer window? I think uh, Traore would be an interesting proposition for the club, and I think he can play that 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 wing back role as well potentially if if that's the system that you know wanted to to try. I I don't think Mora or Bergwijn are are, are going to be the players that that elevate us to to the levels that we all aspire to be to be at. I, I don't think that that sort of Champions League level regulars, um, but I I do think they offer energy. I think they offer a bit of dynamism in a way that really is lacking of someone who's going to pick up the ball, run with it, 
shrug off a few defenders and make some space. Um, personally, today I probably would have would have picked Mora over over Bergwijn. Um, I just think he, he's a bit busier um, than than Bergwijn is, and and you know can can sort of scare players a, li- a little bit more. Um, but having the two of them as an interchangeable option off the bench, I mean, you know, when you see you see either of their numbers on sixty minutes, and you're you're an opposing fullback or defender, you know, you don't want to come up against either of them. Um, but but I do think Traore. Does he offer enough difference from from those two? I think I think that's similar. I think they're they're all they're all much of a muchness. I think having three of those players in our squad would be would be unbalanced, to be honest. So uh, unless one of them is going to leave, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't really um, be that be that infused by Troy coming in. But having said that, it'd be great for it'd be great for FIFA. Uh, um, That's a good point. You know, for, for, um, but, but for that pace, that, I tell you. Oh, for that pace. That pace. Yeah, exactly. Oh, just, just that'd be good fun. But no, I, 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 I'm, I personally wouldn't be too excited by him coming if those two are still at the club. I think, I think uh, okay. we don't need three players of that type. Yeah, I mean, Rob, um, we still want to just discuss uh, Nuno's start to the season, of course, as well. So just want to ask you, Harry Kane, he got a huge cheer from the crowd when his name was read out just before kickoff. And within a minute of the whistle was sent tumbling into the box with nothing given. He did try to make things happen, but we were a little ruled in that opening 45 minutes. Um, some would say it's a bit of a quiet return for Kane on the back of obviously what was a decent midweek performance from him and cut the goals. Kane, you still in love with him, Rob? Is he still the same Harry Kane that was still you was in love with six, seven, eight, nine weeks ago before this Harry Kane saga speculation? Yeah, absolutely. Um, how can you not be in love with the guy? I, I think um, he just he did look a bit rusty today. He looked a little bit out of sorts. Um, that yeah, he, he was responsible for quite a bad challenge. I think he got booked for that. Um, but yeah, his 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 work rate wasn't particularly wasn't you know what we're used to seeing, I guess. But it's going to take a little bit of time. And no matter what we think, you know, footballers, they're human beings um, and they're affected by whether they are going to leave or whether they're not going to leave. We don't know the story. But all of that has to have an effect on their, <clears throat> on their, on what's going on, you know, in their lives, what's going on in their minds. Yeah. So I think it's going to be unsettling for him for a little while. And we're still not sure whether, whether he, you know, who knows the, who knows the, uh, the full ins and outs of that story. But uh, yeah, as far as as far as I think, just from the whole the crowds, I wasn't there on Thursday, but the you know the the reception today was great. Yeah, um, it must as an op- opposing opposition defence, you just think, oh god, we've got to face Harry Kane today. You know that makes Tottenham it makes Tottenham ten, fifteen, twenty percent better with him. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm yeah, I'm really pleased he's there and. Uh, I don't know how many how many goals he got to get to to get to Greaves's record. Quite a few, I believe. Oh, quite but a few. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He won't get there this season, but yeah, mm. it's good. It's good that he's, he's decided to stay. Yeah, I mean, James, I'm going to ask you your opinion there on Harry Kane. And as your, because I saw your face where Rob was talking there. Has your opinion clouded or, or changed at all in the course of the last couple of months with Kane? Or you know, will you be back in love with him? After this international break, if he does score against Chelsea, Arsenal, and gets us into the top four, and hopefully, please God, we get a trophy in all this crazy season to come. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's. Uh, has my opinion of him changed? Not especially. Um, do I love him? In did I love him in the first place? I don't think I did. And I, 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 find, I my relationship with Harry Kane's a bit weird because I, I, I think he's an incredible player, and I'm, I'm so glad he's still here because there's no way we'd be able to find anyone like him who, with his skill set and he's brilliant. I, I've never got this. He's one of our own thing. I never, I've never got it. He's, there's no, there's been no indication 
the amount of times he could have put out a press release, even if it was, uh, or put out a statement or said something that he was, he's never ever said he was a Spurs fan as a kid, never. The only evidence we've got of what, who he supported as a kid, I think everyone's seen. Um, we'll leave that for another, we'll leave that for another one. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 like, again, he's a, he's a brilliant professional, um, and a wonderful footballer and the best, the best forward I've seen at Spurs and I've been going for 35 years. Um, but I, ne- I never, ever bought into this fact that he loved Spurs. He loves Spurs as much as anyone who's, you know, in a job that they really like. I don't yeah. think, like, I, 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 I find, like, even the, even the press release afterwards, there was no, there was no contrition. It's very... I, I thought he dealt. I thought he dealt with the whole thing really, really badly. He could have, he could. I think he could have got to the same point he is now, or even had the transfer. I think no one, no one yeah. would have yeah, begrudged him moving. Yeah, yeah. And, and and we've, you know, I think we've all been around when we've lost many, many good players. Probably mm. none, and, and maybe Bale, none of those good as Harry Kane. But I think there are ways, and there are ways, and he really, he really played it really badly. Um, and I, I also find that Spurs, not not all Spurs fans, but there's a lot of this. Well, he we know he should be loyal, and he's Harry Kane, and he's one of our own because he's come through the academy, which I get. But Harry Winks uh, is massively loyal. Was a Spurs season ticket holder as a kid. Yeah. Probably isn't good enough for us as a footballer. Mm. And everyone's giving him pelters and like. Like he's warming up, and I can hear people swearing. It's like, yeah, yeah I, I think it's just a. I think I, I find the whole thing a bit peculiar. Um, yeah, and it's a, it's a shame, but uh, I, I I put kind of Bale and Kane in the same boat. I don't think they're any different, to be honest. One mm. came through the academy, one thing, but I don't think either yeah. of them care more or less about Spurs. Well, Joe, I've got to get Leon's opinion now because I've, I've asked, I've asked from I've asked James, Leon, for you, Harry Kane. Where are you on him? Has your loyalty or has your support of him changed over the course of the last few months? Or again, you know, we've got some big games to come after this international break. Um, tell us where you are with Harry Kane for you. Well, look, I, I'm a I'm a PR guy by by trade, and I, and I think he handled that, or his, his his team, his brother handled that appallingly throughout the whole situation, and I think it has, in a way, dented. The relationship with the fans a little bit, you know, a little bit. I was I was there on Thursday night, and there was there's a very warm warm reception for him. Yeah, and the reason is because he's he's just a phenomenal player. I mean, J- James, I get his point about the comparison comparison of Winks, but I just you know they're, they're on they're on different planets in terms of ability. And at the end of the day, as football fans, as Spurs fans, we want to see players who help us win games, who help us, um, who bring us some happiness by by getting us a good result and by playing well. So. Um, you know, I, I I do think he's he's a fantastic player. He's a professional. He wants to do the best that he can in his career. I wouldn't have begrudged him. Uh, oh, there you go, James. James, can, uh, <laughs> there you go. A lot of love coming for James now. A lot of love coming for James. You know, he's a professional. I wouldn't have begrudged him um, for for saying he, he wants to he wants to win trophies. Of course he does. But look at look at Son comparing it, bringing it back to what our discussion was earlier. Look yeah. at Son. I think Son genuinely believes that. Mm. A trophy, a trophy at Spurs would mean more than a trophy yeah. at Man City, Man United, awesome. Chelsea, wherever. Because yeah. because it's the club that, that he's made his name. So um, mm. yeah, I, I love Kane. I don't like his PR people, uh, and I think uh, I think I think we could be doing we could be uh, yeah. I think I think he's going to have another good season because he is who he is. Leon, he should have really given you a caution there at one point. It was getting sticky. You should have picked up the phone and been like, Do you know what? 
I need a hand here. I mean, do you know what? Who knows what is going to happen with Harry Kane? As, as far as we know, he's here for um, the, the imminent future, whatever that may be. But um, we are going to go for our final break of the show for our listeners on audio. And when we return, we'll be discussing Nuno's start to the season with Tottenham and taking a few of your listener questions as we go into an international break with Tottenham Hotspur, top of the Premier League. Yeah, that is right, top of the Premier League. Phoenix 51 is a powerful employee technology enabling organizations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey from hiring through benchmarking and development too. The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people, enabling organizations not only to make the correct hiring decisions, but also how to benchmark, train and retain them. Phoenix 51 powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey. I think the the last is really really great job. I mean obviously it's not easy game, you know, Premier League has never been easy game. I mean I played for seven seasons now. Never been like uh, well, one game is like well we can we can enjoy. It's always fight but I mean the last did great great job. Obviously one day sounds always like mm, we didn't dominate the game but yeah we did dominate the game. We completely deserved the three points and uh, I'm so proud of these guys and working together and bring fantastic performance on this uh, amazing stadium with the uh, with the fantastic fans. Talk us through your free kick, Sonny, because we're standing from the press box there. Okay. We're standing right behind you, OK? okay? So we're, we're saying he's going to whip this in on target and hopefully someone will run the, across the keeper and it will go in the back of the net. And that's exactly what happened. But is that what obviously what you're thinking? Keep the ball on target. Keep the ball on target. Yeah, obviously, I want to bring the good delivery because uh, as a free kick taker, you want to bring the best deliver for the for the guys who is coming to the to the box and yeah obviously I'll try to hit the target if you know if nobody touch it like what which is uh, which is uh, which has happened so nobody touch it the ball goes in obviously I will take this goal but you know I think the the as a freaky taker is very important that you bring that good deliver so this is what I'm I aim for and <laughs> I don't know why nobody uh, didn't touch it so obviously I'm happy to score that goal it was not one of the best uh, best goal but uh, I'm so proud that scored a goal. Sorry, we'll take any goal. We'll take any goal. <laughs> <laughs> a 1-0 win. With, uh, three points, uh, and I think the, the goal is uh, for the, uh, from, the, from the, all the, all the team. So just tell us a little bit about your role in the team. It seems that, as ever, you take on more and more responsibility. Are you enjoying that at the moment? Yeah, of course, yes. I'm... I'm now almost old as a player here after Hugo, so no, it sounds sad, but no, I mean, yeah, I tried to help the young lads. Even Jeff was after half time, we were talking like how he, how we should do it because I was playing on the right side because the combination or playing together is, uh, is very, very, very important. So I tried to, I'm really enjoyed that right now in this uh, this position so yeah i mean it's not only me i think hugo eric and all the all the players have take a big big responsibility everyone want to be leader in the in the in the changing room on the pitch off the pitch so that's a that's a good sign that's a good sign so yeah let's keep doing this so you must add that's 200 premier league appearances for you today so Congratulations! Another, another, another number to your credit. So you were the 300. So, many more to come. Many more, many more to come. So, I mean, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, which is uh, one of the one of the um, my dream to play in the Premier League, make it 200 appearances for the club and for the for the for my name is. I mean, it's, it make me so so proud. But thank you for for you guys that give me so much uh, love and support. Yeah, it's, 
I hope it's not finished. I hope it's many more to come. Sonny, just before we let you go, I need to ask about the roar of the crowd as the ball winning, because we've spoken so much about how you missed the fans last year. But just tell us how it felt today, whipping that ball in. <laughs> I think the uh, as soon as when I kicked the ball, the ball the, for me uh, looks like really slow motion. You know the. I could see the fans all stand up, like they were so excited. So as soon as when the ball hits the net, you should watch. You know, you should watch the video clip again. That how the fans are going, like is that right word, Matt? Yeah, yeah, Matt, yeah. yeah, Matt. Did you watch them back afterwards? After yeah, sometimes because I, when I go home, I feel like lonely because I see I'm playing here on the 70,000. Now I go home, I lay, lie down in bed, I'm, I'm all alone. So I feel like I'm weird, so I need to watch again. So. <laughs> so, no, football is without you guys, it's nothing. So we are so, so grateful. We miss you so much. Let's hope. Uh, let's be together all the season. I said before, after, se after first game. So let's be all together, enjoy this season, and let's bring some big things. Thank you so much for speaking to us, and thanks for another brilliant goal. Congratulations on another win and enjoy a couple of weeks away from the Prem while we're top of the table. Yeah, let's enjoy it. Thank you very much and have a great day. Thank you. Take care. Rob, after the game, Nuno was asked about Spurs being top of the league. And before I come on to that really, I just want to actually make a point that um, nice moment after the final whistle. Uh, Danny Rose, Musa Sissoko uh, went actually a walk around the pitch to say their proper goodbyes to the Tottenham fans. Actually, it was quite a nice point to say. I want to add that in as they obviously both greet their, their new Watford fans as well. But um, Back to Nuno, he was asked on the, uh, the thought of Spurs being top at this stage. He says, it doesn't matter at all. Um, it doesn't mean anything. I invite everybody, not only the players, but all our fans to not pay attention to that. Let's keep on working. We still have a long, long way to go and lots of aspects to improve. And I think what was also interesting as well, he was asked about Spurs' style of play. And he says, we are very far from what we want to be. We need to finalise the actions. The improvement was good. We have a long, long way to go. The players will get better. The routines will become habits. We are trying to achieve perfection. You can imagine how far we are from that. I mean, Robbie's saying all the right things. He's, he's doing all the right things. He's talking all the right things. It's very hard to not like you know, the spirit of Santa right now, right? It is. I think the only thing he didn't mention was that Arsenal were at the bottom of the league. Well, <laughs> you know, that would have been... If that he said been. that, if he said that, we'd give him the five-year contract. Nuno for president, I'm afraid, James, exactly. if they said that. Yeah, we'd have to um, upgrade you. Sorry, James. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think as most of us have said today, tonight, you know, he's, um, he's, he's doing a great job so far. And he sort of probably realises the limitations that he's working with. Um, and it's, it's really encouraging. It's really nice to hear him say that, you know, we're going to open up. We're going to be a bit more expansive because I think everybody thought, well, I, you know, I was definitely one who thought Watford at home. We can say the first two games, 1-0, great game against City. Second game, Wolves, we were, we were lucky to get away with a 1-0. And I thought uh, Watford at home today, we were going to take the handbrake off a bit and go for it. And that was the sort of worrying aspect for me was that we didn't really... Um, there, wasn't, there wasn't a sort of... Uh, I guess that Klopp feeling at Liverpool where teams, re they really get into sides at the start of a game. And I thought there was a, a lot of the time last season where we were very guilty of ne never getting out of first or second gear and quite a lot of times going into reverse, straight into reverse gear at the start. So that was, that was the thing that was slightly worrying today. But as Nuno says, you know, we can, we can build on that. And actually, hey, we've got nine points and it's not even the end of August yet. Yeah, do you know what I love, Rob? You said one point about um, 
him, you know, having to deal with all these uh, difficult situations in terms of the inflexibility. I said, if he doesn't know it now, and he will get to know it very soon in terms of this Spurs ball, what he's yeah. up against. I, I tell you, he's uh, he's not even touched the surface yet. If he thinks this summer transfer <laughs> window is uh, is tough, I tell you, my God, what has he got to come? The poor bloke. He's probably ha- happy that he's only a two year deal, but listen, he'll hope it's much more than that. Um, James, we'll come around to you next. Because, um, again, after the game, he's, he actually admitted that something didn't like is that we should be more clinical. I think we have enough quality and talent for players to kill the game. <clears throat> um, if the transfer window was to end today, James, how confident do you think he would be with his squad for the rest of, well, I say for the rest of, I say the rest of the year until January opens up again? Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's a few... There's a few, uh, the, the right back issue is one that needs addressing. I think that's the main one. I think there are, there are, there are other, I mean, but all the, I think all these transfers are based on other people. I don't think they're going to buy a right back and if Aurier doesn't go. I don't think they're going to buy a centre midfielder, maybe if Ndombele doesn't go, could buy a forward. I, I mean, Leon was talking earlier about those, those wide forwards and we, we haven't really spoken about Brian Hill yet and he looks a fantastic prospect and mm, I wouldn't. Yeah. You talk about Adama Traore. I don't. I wouldn't really want to see Adama Traore taking game time away from Brian Hill. So, I think that area. I, th- I think we're probably all right. I would like. I would like to see. I think, and I think Nuno would like to see that right back back spot addressed in this window. Um, other than that, I think we can probably we could probably get by. You don't know his his views on someone like Joe Roden. If he doesn't, if he really doesn't rate him and he's looking to loan him out, then we probably need to get another another body in at centre-half, or if you buy a right-back, you can maybe you can play Tanganga there, I don't know, but um, I mean, I think it's I think it's a it's a fair squad. I, I do on, on Rob's point, I do I don't know, I think what I saw on the pitch and what came out of Nuno's mouth didn't really match, so if you really wanted to play better football, then, you know, you can take one of Skip and Hoiberg off at any point. Like there was players who could you could try and move that on, but maybe it's a coaching thing, and he needs a certain yeah. amount of time to bring that style in and adapt and whatever. So that's fine. But um, yeah, I, th- I, I think even if it closed today, I think I think we've 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 done some good business. And to be honest, we have spent money. We've spoken about the Celso and Ndombele and we spent some so much money on these players. If if he can do with them what he did with what he's done already with Sanchez and Dyer, then maybe we don't need any more players. Potentially. Yeah. Uh, Leon, we've obviously given a lot of praise for uh, Nuno Espirito Santo so far, and rightly so. I think he's made a good start to the season. Um, as I said, some Spurs fans feel at the moment they're just not quite feeling him. Uh, one here, this is from Vishnu at uni underscore tweet, who says, where is the free-flowing attacking football, which we was promised? Does this only come up when we lose? It comes up more... Prominently when we lose, of course it does. But um, we need to be realistic in the sense that we we were so poor last season. There was there was such a lack of direction, uh, and there was there was not only were we playing awfully, we were getting awful results as well. So to go from that to suddenly this swashbuckling, lovely football that, that we all want isn't going to happen overnight. And and you know let's let's get these results. Let's let the players trust Nuno and, and and build that understanding between them and him uh, and then over time I do think he will he will get to that point where we're actually you know we are playing in in a more traditionally Spurs way which we all want of course we do um, and I think you know Nuno 
was brought in supposedly because he can adjust his his style and his philosophy. You know, he hasn't got he's not wedded to this one to this one system. And I think that um, you know the players are there. If you look at the squad, the players are there to to really take on um, an, an attacking an attacking mindset and attacking um, way of play. So yeah, I, I'm I'm all here for him. He's obviously he's got the bald head. Uh, which is which is a big plus, and uh, he dresses exceptionally well. Um, I like I like the bomber jacket, and he says the right thing. So yeah. I'm, I'm optimistic. I, I really yeah. like the guy. I really hope he gets um, mm. a, a good crack at the whip. Joe, it's, it's as I said at the start of the show. It's very hard to not warm to him, and you know I think maybe because mm. we've had someone, it feels like the complete polar opposite not too long ago. When you do go from that to such a transformation, it does feel like oh you you know you've, you've got the best thing since sliced bread, right? But I mean. It is very, very early days, of course. And, you know, um, point on the screen, there's his fans are so fickle, free-flowing football. Where did that get us in the past? It's a good point. But I think, you know, James, you made a very good point before that, you know, for you as a Spurs fan, uh, you could go and support anybody. It is for you about a type of brand of football. And I completely understand that, you know, growing up watching Tottenham for me was always about Ginola. Um, it was all about players that had flair, that would take players on. And um, I do get that. And I think it's always the case, guys, as you know, it's trying to find the balance between the two where you can have the nice football, and you can get results. And if we can do that, then obviously <coughs> we're, all, we're all happy, right? We're all happy. Um, we saw Nuno after the game comment on the fact that Romero and the Celso were potentially going on international duty. He says, we're trying to anticipate the damage. We are working on that. We cannot stop it, but we can try and find the best way so they can return and we can get them as sooner rather than later. We know both those players have now travelled. We know Davidson Sanchez has travelled as well, therefore meaning that the guys, all those guys, could actually be massive doubts. They could actually potentially miss that game after the international break against Crystal Palace. It's one to keep an eye on. Uh, but we're going to finish on three listener questions each to you guys and then a prediction for what Nuno is going to be doing with Tottenham for the rest of the season. So, Rob, um, we've got a question here from Michael Green who says, if we were to bring Lo Celso into the midfield to make it a bit more progressive, who would you take out from the current starters in that midfield? <laughs> um <sighs> Well, I, I think it would have to be, it's got, it's got to be Skip, sadly. And uh, I think that, that sort of undermines what Nuno seems to be trying to do at the moment. Um, so, yeah, that would be the short answer. If I could just go back. Please I know, do. It's, I know it's ancient history, but free-flowing football 60 years ago plus got won us the, the double. Of um, course. You know, so that's where free-flowing football can get you. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but back to the Lacelso thing, I think... I think actually, Leon, you said earlier that, that him and Undumbele have been, uh, I don't know, we've we yet to see the best out of them. And I think that's very true. And we've definitely seen great flashes from La Celsa. Um, But whether whether it's worth destabilising that midfield, I'm not sure, to be honest. Okay. That's the simple answer. Yeah. So no, I, don't know, I don't know whether he gets in the side. That's the problem. Mm. Again, it's an interesting point. Um, okay, let's go next to let's go next to you, James. This is from Glenn Thomas, who says, "Who is there around, or who could come in and do that creative job we need?" I think. Well, I tell you, what, I'll make it more hypothetical for you, James. We let Ndombele go. He's gone. Okay, he's gone either on loan or he's left the club on a perm. Um, out there, we've been linked with the likes of um, we haven't been linked with this name as far as I'm aware, but Parades, uh, Awa, Bran, Damsgaard. Tell us, what do you think for you, James? If I had to bring a central midfielder in or a creative midfielder in, who could do that job for us? There's, there's nothing like putting me on the spot, is there? I'm, I'm, geez, I'm suddenly Spurs' chief I, scout. Christ. Um, <laughs> Steve Hitchin, you watch your back. He's got the haircut. Or, or, or Paratigy, watch your back. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I I mean, I think first of all, none of those players you listed are good as good as Tongi and Dombele for a start. I think that that's the problem. We bought Tongi and Dombele, I think the season after we got to the Champions League final or little bit like that's the that's the level of player he is, right? And and he's obviously got these other whatever the other issues are. But we are, in my opinion, much better off trying to get him functioning than we are going after any of these other players. Damsgaard is 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 a great talent. I'm not even sure, I'm not sure he's a ten. He's a runner. I think he's a, he's a, he can play wide. I'm not I'm not convinced particularly. There's no. I don't, basically, I think where we are in our evolution under, well, as a club and under under Nuno in the in the Conference League, we're not going to attract Champions League players. Obviously, we're not going to attract. Well, we we might attract Europa League level players. I don't think that improves us particularly. I think Brian Hill playing as an eight or playing as a kind of in a similar role to Delhi, where he shuttles between a three and then playing as a ten. Why? I think that's better. I think I'd rather focus on that. So I think I'm not, I'm not particularly, com- um, yeah, I can't make sense. I mean, actually, totally... I've, yeah, I've met, yeah. So on that, I'd, so when you, when you talk about it's a balance between the football and the winning, yeah. uh, for me, it's not. The, the, the football, as long as it's coming eventually, like in a, this season is fine. That's non-negotiable. I, I, I don't pay my money to watch us win. I pay my money to go with my mates and my family and be entertained, yeah, and and enjoy it. And I, I, I honestly, I've, I've I've been supporting him for thirty five years, and I've seen us one odds and sods, and I'm completely fine with that. And I'm happy. I'd be honestly not that bothered if we didn't win another trophy for the rest of my life. It would be brilliant, but it would be <laughs> the cherry on the cake. But the football has to be exciting. We have to be fun. Mm. And that's that's non-negotiable. But James, can I ask, am, am I doing this? Am I doing this podcast for the next forty years and not seeing one trophy? Is, is that what I've tied? Yes, and you'll have hair like us three in the, <laughs> into the bargain. Believe me, it's coming. And it's coming. <laughs> and that's what it's about, right? And and it, it all ties together because when you talk about Son and Kane and Kane going, Kane is go- if he went to City and won the league, he's part of their dream, not ours. Son wants to win something as art. Like you have to win it the right way. You can't if you if we won it under Mourinho, it would have been Mourinho's way, not the Spurs way. And there's no there's no point doing it. And just finally, uh, Klopp finished eighth in his first season. So I think we just need to relax, have a little bit, and then it will come. There's not everything's yeah. good so far. I think yeah. there is more pressing. It's not as like it's not crazy, but it's, there's more than there was under Mourinho. Yeah, and I think it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's funny that the comment of you know, pressing under Mourinho. I mean, I think when we are, would it? If a player was to charge five yards, you think, God, there we go. We're seeing it. We're seeing it. Um, Leon, coming around to you. Final question of the listeners that we've had here. So thank you so much. I think we had over 50 questions this week. So thank you ever so much. Obviously, we try and read a selection out every single week. And this is from Ben Taylor. Good question, this as well. He says, Who has been the most improved player under Nuno so far? Great question, Leon. What do you reckon? I think it, it's fairly obviously Davinson Sanchez. I think he's he's been a transformed player uh, under Nuno. And I know that uh, he had a good international uh, summer with Colombia uh, in the Copa America and, and did well and sort of grew in, grew into this sort of leadership role um, for, for his country. And it, it's sort of translating now um, at, at a club level. I think he's been a wonderful improvement on last season. I mean, he was 
a bit of that moment where you saw his name in the, in the lineup and you just think, oh, what mistakes he got in him today or, you know, which players are going to bully him around today. Haven't seen that at all. And he's been up against some pretty good front lines um, so far. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think Davinson Sanchez has been by far and away the most improved player, as has Dyer. I thought, I thought, I thought the, the two of them as a pairing have been good. Um, but, yeah, for, for me, I can't really look beyond those two uh, or, or beyond, beyond Sanchez in particular. OK, guys, final one from me to finish off. Rob, we're going to fast forward to the end of the season. Where are Spurs finished? And what have we got at the end of it? Under Nuno. Uh, if Nuno's here for the... Well, firstly, is Nuno going to be here for the end of the season, Rob? <laughs> I've only asked because it's Tottenham. You never know what's going to happen. But will Nuno be here if he is? Uh, what have we ended the season with, Rob? Um, I think I think the uh, table will be exactly the same as it is now, actually. Oof. No, I'm joking. Just Sorry. Is it exactly the same? Because if it yeah, is, yeah, exactly. it's going to be, one, it's gonna be no. one hell of a show to finish. I tell you, my God, exactly. the end of the season. No, no. Um, no, I think I think he's obviously, we've established he was nowhere near our first choice. And I think he was bought in with the with the knowledge that the worst he can get, well, the, the best. Sorry, he got Wolves to seventh twice, didn't he? Yeah. Um, so I, I think we'll be, it will definitely be a top six, possibly squeaking into the top four. Alvin, just going to ask you a follow-up on that. Sorry, who, if we were to get into the top four, who are we replacing in that top four for you? It'll be uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's Manchester United. Wow, God. I think yeah, I right. think Ronaldo might be an, another bail. He might be bail for this season. Mm. Do you know it's funny, United? I've said this before that, for me, while Solskjaer's there, I don't deem them as a threat. I've always said that. They might win a cup, but I don't think they've got the sustainability or consistency to win a league. While Solskjaer's there. So, um, yeah, who cares? Ronaldo's back. Eh? Who cares? Um, James, <laughs> let's, let's come around to you next. Same question to you. Where do you think Spurs are going to finish at the end of the season? And uh, will Nuno hopefully see the season out? I hope he does, yeah. Um, I, I agree with everything Rob said. I think the, from, like, from fourth to sixth is completely up for grabs. Um, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm not sure about Liverpool, but I think, yeah, I think probably... I think we could squeak forward. I, I think we're going to win the Conference League just because that's kind of that seems like a thing that we might do. Is that, beat, is that, all, cup, is that also like. beating Marino in the final, James? As well, does that also involve that? Or and beating him on the way. Sanchez being man of the match. Yeah, I love that. Um, <laughs> and also the yeah, yeah no, I think I, I can see that. I also think that <laughs> I, I I love the um, the comment winning is everything. From someone who's obviously subscribed to the last word on Spurs. It's like, if you know anything about the history of this club and you think winning yeah, is everything, it's, it's, sorry, mate, I hate to break this to you, you're in the wrong place. And I think you'll be unsubscribed by the end of the season or go, probably by yeah. March. Go, go, and support, go and support Chelsea or Man City, it'll be fine. You'll win everything, it'll be great. And But if you're here, for, you, we need to be here for more, otherwise. Yeah, it's. it's it... <laughs> Sorry, Leon, for audio, that was me pointing on my bald head. You know. Yeah, Leon, let, let's close the show with you on this question as well. Um, end of the season, what are we dishing out, Leon? What what have we achieved under Nuno? I, I reckon I reckon we sneak into fourth place by a point on the last day of the season. Uh, and I, and I, I agree, I think it will be Man United, um, depending on what sort of Ronaldo that, the, that they end up getting. Um, but yeah, I reckon we could get fourth. Uh, optimistic me says we could get fourth and, and you know, it's looking good. Um, I think we'll win the Conference League. I think we could even win a domestic cup, um, of, which I, of which I would rather. And I think if we do get into the Champions League, mm. the bigger picture is, I think, I think you know, the wheels start falling into place for, 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 for Enoch 
to, uh, to, to 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 get the club sold potentially. I think I think the the, the time is there for that. Mm. Um, but I think they'll they'll wait until we're in the Champions League. Um, so fingers fingers crossed that happens as well. Yeah, I think it's a cracking actually point on the, on the screen there from Tin. Uh, Tino Tender, who says, we were top in November, the Jose, the big club test for Nuno. We'll be playing in four competitions. I mean, expected to do well in all of them with this squad. And we're hoping, I say, between now and the end of this summer transfer window, there's more to do. But um, I can't believe you. I mean, guys, we're going to have you guys back on throughout the season. So I will be reminding you of this when you're next on. And if, I say, the prediction is still the same, if the league is still the same, my God, I think I'll be kissing you all over. I'll be honest, if it's still the same <laughs> after this. But my God, I tell you. Um, Rob, Thank you so much. Always pleasure. a pleasure. And I've been great having you back on. Thank you. Thank oh, you. My pleasure. James, always great. I'm hoping for you, James, that um, we're going to see this expansive brand of football. And I trust that by the time we next have you on, the, the bomber jacket for Nuno will be on as well. Yeah, I've, I've been trying to find one, but, you know, Hugo Boss has sold out by the looks of it. <laughs> I'll tell you so. what, yeah, yeah. They've all got to the Spurs yeah. place. That's what it is at the moment. It's all, it's all the catalogue, I tell you. Leon, always a pleasure. I still can't believe Kane didn't make that call, to be honest, if you're halfway through the summer. But um, what's going on? I'd I don't have, know. I'd have done it for free, but I'd have told him to stay. I bet uh, you would have so done. Prob- probably wouldn't have been much good. But no, pleasure, Ricky. Oh, Thanks for having me. Absolutely fine. Well, guys, I say um, for our listeners on YouTube, I think there's been over 500 of you watching this live. So thank you ever so much um, for all the comments. I say all the kind words. Really, really appreciate it. Um, for our listeners on audio, thank you as always. We're back with a summer transfer deadline day eve special tomorrow. We've got the wonderful Michael Bridge from Sky Sports joining us. But um, as always, guys, most importantly, Tottenham Hotspur going to the international break, top of the Premier League. Yes, top. Can we stay there? Can Arsenal stay bottom? We most certainly hope so. For now, keep safe, keep well. And as always, come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.